Hi, I'm Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast review for your ears. Let's talk about Zack Snyder's Justice League. First and foremost, congratulations to the fans, to Zack Snyder, for Warner Brothers coming around. I don't know, but this is just an unprecedented event, no matter how much you like or dislike the film. Whatever. Yeah, the movie. It's four hours long. It's hard to talk about it in movie terms. There aren't too many four-hour movies, but... um, That this was able to be done in any way, shape, or form. That they spent a reported $70 million on finishing this film. Zack Snyder's vision. uh, You know, that right there means that that the major movie studios are now considering streaming and other things as viable alternatives to just releasing movies in box office. This was obviously forced on them because of COVID, and they're looking for intriguing and interesting properties to bring to their streaming services and such. Um, But this kind of is a game changer. Now, directors will be given more freedom to do more creative things in the streaming medium. I think this is great. So I was interested in seeing it from just that aspect alone, that here is a director who was, um, for multiple reasons, off of a movie. Somebody else came in, changed things, released their own version of what the movie studio wanted, kind of landed with a big thud, even though it made a lot of money worldwide. Um, but it kind of kind of really bunged up the whole DC Universe thing for, for a few years there. They've been trying to regain their footing with some very interesting movies, everything from the Joker to, uh, or just Joker, to uh, the Harley Quinn movie. So, and I can't wait to see the new Suicide Squad, by the way. So as I get into talking about this, I've mentioned it in some of my other reviews for Marvel movies and such. I grew up a Marvel kid. All my friends were into Batman and Superman, and I would go to their houses and read their Batman and Superman. I would buy the things that they weren't into. Iron Man, X-Men, Doctor Strange, um, Master of Kung Fu, Iron Fist, uh... Just was, those were what I was into back in the day. I was a huge Iron Man fan. I was a huge X-Men fan. I like Cyclops. Everybody was into Wolverine at the time. Um, and I was a comic fan for life and did read other things from DC, Dark Horse, Image, you name it. Um, but growing up, I, I was Marvel. And I've seen all the Batman movies. I own them all, the, all the Superman movies. Well, all of them, the quest for peace or whatever, please. Um, but, you know, I'm very familiar with that universe. I just wasn't like a DC fanboy. And if I look at my movie collection and the, and the stuff I spend money on now, I'm a 100% Marvel fanboy. And we'll say that right now. I, I like pretty much everything they've done for the most part. Um, so I'm coming at this from that perspective that I don't really have a stake in it being good or not. I don't care. I own Batman versus Superman. I own... Joss Whedon's Justice League. Um, you know, I own Wonder Woman. I own Aquaman. I own those movies. And so, I again, there's another reason for me to watch this, not just that it's a moment in time where a director's been able to realize his vision on a major streaming platform with millions of dollars behind it. Um, but I, I, I'm interested in seeing a, a better version because most of the early reviews were very positive about this thing. So I put it on on HBO Max, and, and I 
quickly forgot about the 4 by 3 aspect ratio. I thought that would be an issue for me. I'm a big fan of widescreen. I was buying letterboxed widescreen movies on VHS back in the day. I would not buy DVDs that weren't widescreen, even though at the time I didn't have a widescreen TV. Um... I'm just a fan of the original composition that fills the screen when I go in the movies. When the lights go down and I'm eating my popcorn, I want that at home. I, just, I want that exact kind of feeling. And so I, I've not been a fan of, quote-unquote, Hollywood pan and scanning widescreen films, but that's not what, you know, Zack Snyder's come out and said. This was filmed for IMAX presentations. That's the way he thought of it. Um, and true IMAX theaters are four by three there are a lot of the you know in multiplexes and such those are imax they use imax cameras and such but the original imax presentation and the science museums and things like that is a square screen that's really 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 huge and it takes you right into the the uh the whatever you're watching underwater africa whatever um and some movies have been adapted uh the star trek movies uh, the harry potter movies they've all been adapted to play in imax but they were filmed in usually anamorphic widescreen i think i haven't looked up any research on this because please there are millions of videos on youtube about how this came to be the changes their guys going over the easter eggs that's not what this is going to be about i'm sorry um but if you want to get into the minutiae about how this was originally filmed and, and, and what now, I mean, the color timing is completely different on, on certain scenes. It it feels like a completely new story, a completely new movie, although there are a few scenes that about 25% of the movie was in the Justice League we saw, uh, specifically like Batman meeting Aquaman. That all plays out pretty much the same. There's a couple other scenes that kind of pretty much play out the same. But for over 75% of the movie, it's all new stuff. And things... All right, let me get the negative out of the way because it's pretty minor. It's a bit too Zack Snyder-y. <laughs> really like Zack Snyder, even though I'm not the biggest fan of all of his movies, but I always like his visual style. I did think he did an incredible thing with Watchmen. I know it's not everybody's favorite movie, but I love the ultimate extended, really super long version, the music cues. I think it all worked in that universe incredibly well. I just think that movie is a classic that's completely underrated even though a lot of people have come around since. Um, and some of his other movies I really like. His his Dawn of the Dead remake was incredibly good for what it was. I mean, he did an incredible, you know. But some of the other, you know. And so now he's got these, a lot of slow-mo in a Zack Snyder movie, a lot of uh, music cues of retro songs forced into scenes. And like I said, it really, really works for Watchmen. It's worked in some of his other movies, but it seems to happen over and over and over in this one. Just a lot of Zack Snyderisms. And it not so much that it takes me out of the movie or anything. They're beautifully done. They're well and it's it's totally his style, so I'm not really complaining about it per se, but there is a lot of Zack Snyderis. It it goes back to JJ Abrams lens flares in Star Trek. It it so many of Zack Snyderisms in this movie. And I'm not the biggest fan of Ezra Miller's portrayal of Flash. The little bit of Flash I read as a kid, he wasn't that. Um, but neither was Aquaman. So I, I, I do take with a grain of salt that in these modern comic book movies, we have to reinvent the characters to a certain extent to modernize them, to make them fit within the mythology that they're creating. I get all that. Um, but I just, he seems kind of petulant. He seems kind of childish, you know. But 
we kind of get that with Spider-Man, but Spider-Man was very endearing in the Marvel Universe. Uh, Ezra seems to be playing Flash as the, that character in this universe. and yeah. uh, But what he has to do and his character arc and everything is very satisfying. He does a great job by the end. Those are my really only two nitpicks with the movie. That and the... There is a. I'm not going to get into heavy spoilers. Um, there is an epilogue after the movie is over, and you can think of it. They may have saved it for a mid-credit scene or whatever, and it does relate to a vision that happens earlier in the movie. But it just seems to extend the end, like Lord of the Rings. It just this movie ends, and there's an epilogue and a montage. Okay, that that makes sense. I feel that 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 kind of worked. And then we get into this this vision nightmare thing, and then we get into a little more, and there's a meeting with you know, and it's like okay, wow, you know, this, this there's a lot more movie after the movie was over. We would not have seen this version of Justice League in movie theaters. It would have never happened. It would have been trimmed down to three and a half, three hours. Um, and it would have probably been good. Those are the only negative things I have to about to say of the movie. Watch this movie. <laughs> I mean, you can break it. It's broken up into chapters. The first one is 37 minutes long. They're not equal chapters. Um, but the last chapter is about an hour. Um and it's all action, to not give anything away. Um, this is a new story. It, this is not what we saw in Joss Whedon's Justice League. Um, you think you know everything, and you don't. It goes different places. My absolute, what makes the movie work better for me is the humor is pulled back some, somewhat. There's not that forced Batman humor uh, and, and a little bit of the forced. Any humor... Other than the Flash character, any of the the humor uh, comes naturally from the scenes, which is great. Um, But I really, really absolutely love the fact that the villains are 100% better villains. It is that makes the movie. It truly, truly does. I mean, yes, we get more time with Cyborg, and he's the heart of the film, and... Everybody complains about the CG lips on Henry Cavill in the Joss version. Nobody's complaining about so much CG of Cyborg. Uh, there's times when you see the actor in makeup with prosthetics, and then there's a lot of times where they've just CG'd him. You can tell by the mouth movements. We still don't have that 100% right. It's why some of the best CG is of things, places, and people not talking. That looks a lot more realistic because it's hard still for computers to generate 100% accurate, like, lifelike mouth movements. Um, but it's nothing worth complaining about. I mean, the character is obviously CG. He's a he's a cyborg that it, it just that suit doesn't really uh, anyway. Um, and we've seen a lot of CG suits in superhero movies for the last decade or so. But the bad guys are fleshed out. <clears throat> there is reasons for everything. Um, we know more about Steppenwolf. We see Darkseid. Uh, you've seen this in the trailer, so I'm not giving anything away. Um, they just feel like fleshed out bad guys. And I, I, I don't want to compare apples and oranges in the Marvel Universe to the DC Universe, but Marvel movies, the best ones work because the villains are solid. The, the, the villains have character, have depth, um, because Thanos works, because uh, Kate Blanchett's character in the Thor. Um, some of the, and then the, some of the worst Marvel movies are the ones with the weakest bad guys, weakest villains. Um, so, and big movies like this, yeah, if, if you're going to have two sides waging war, the other side has to be intriguing and interesting and, and well-drawn characters, and they so much more are. Um, but like I said, we do spend more time with Cyborg. We spend more time with everybody. 
Um, there's a few superf- superfluous scenes that could be removed. Um, namely, early on, we get the whole same meeting with Batman and Aquaman, but when Aquaman goes back to see the village choir appears and starts singing a song and it's it's a beautiful scene it's a great i mean i i can't imagine filming as much some movies these days i'm sure especially like marvel movies are filmed with a script that is tight by the time they start filming for the most part and and they know where they're going from point a to point b to point c and and they have a finite time but there are other directors who film a lot more than they use in the final movie. And I can't imagine how hard it is sometimes to say, man, this was so beautifully composed and well acted and scored. And we just, you know, we need to cut it for time. I know that comes up. That is the most common uh complaint from directors and editors that just time sometimes works against them and time was obviously not a concern here the movie is four hours long divided up into chapters i watched the first three and then came back the next day and watched the last hour and a half or hour and 10 minutes or whatever the last uh part five and the epilogue um the something darker that's another thing. It's rated R, but it's a light R. It's a it's a very hard PG thirteen. There's an F word or two. There's some kind of you know splatter special effects when alien bad guys are killed. Um, there's a there's a beheading that you don't really see, but you see the outcome of it. Um, the gore does go up a little bit um, than what we saw in Justice League, um, and that helps. It. If DC is going to do anything with their universe going forward, this kind of proves that Zack Snyder was right. He was headed in the right direction anyway. Um, It's highly entertaining. Didn't feel like four hours. I really wanted to finish it. Uh, And again, this is coming from somebody who doesn't have a stake in the DC universe, doesn't really care if it was good or not. I've kind of enjoyed doing some uh, of my few not so nice reviews for like Aquaman, which is it's a fun watch, but it's it's a flawed movie and looks really great in 4K though. Um, I would like to see a home video f- a release. They have just announced that it is getting a a 4K release. Great. Um, my app said it was in 4K. I'm I'm watching it on a 1080p set at the moment, but it looked great. I, I the aspect ratio I didn't miss, but I would like to see a widescreen version. I I think that probably exists. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe it was filmed in this open frame. Anyway, that's not what I'm here to talk about. I like the movie a whole lot more. This is what DC needs to do. It is the best DC movie since the Nolan movies. It has characters that go deeper into everything. The mythology, the 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 scenes with the Amazonians, much better in this version. Um, all the fight scenes, much better in this version. Um, there's not endless driving around at the end of the movie like it felt like there was in the first Justice League. It felt like they were in the Batmobile the entire time. And uh, the, that that part is actually a very short in the action scenes that go on. And some of the, you know, throwing Aquaman around through the sky is, is still there, but it's different. And and the whole Superman arc is a little better. Um, <laughs> man. Seeing Henry Cavill's real face, really, I mean, that's worth the price of admission right there. As we all know, Superman doesn't come back until over halfway through the movie. And then he doesn't get a whole lot of big scenes until, you know, the last hour, hour and a half. Um, but the scenes, like, in uh, on the farm and such are so much better because 
it's his face. It's not this CG. What am I looking at? What, why did they do this to him? Um, and we know why. And again, there's many videos you can go watch about why he had a mustache for Mission Impossible, which worked out great, by the way, um, because of the reshoots and everything. So these, there's none of the Joss Whedon footage in this. Um, it's better for it. Nothing against Joss. I know some people have come out and said his work ethic is bad or he's bad on the set or whatever, but uh, Josh has been in the business for a really, really, really long time. It sounds like people complaining about being under pressure and stuff, which I'm sure they were. I'm sure he was. Um, and that happens in a work environment. And if you've ever been uh, backstage at a play or a movie or a film set or a TV set or whatever, tensions run high when things don't go well. and <laughs> The drama really comes out. So I don't know how much actor drama there is to the whole Joss Whedon thing. But he, they, Warner Brothers should have let Zach finish the movie uh, and figured it out once it was done. Uh, have faith in the dude. Um, if they had to take some time off, then take some time off because he did have a major tragedy in his life and uh, that he was able to come back and do what he did, uh, that the fans supported it, that the the movie studio supported it, and, and that we're supporting it. I don't think anybody's going to complain too much. It, it's really a much better film. I see a lot of people going, well, you know, it, it's better than Marvel this and Marvel... I, well, it's... that's I mm -mm. These are two different universes. And um, no, I still think what Marvel achieved over 23 movies was a whole lot more uh, impact on me personally. But again, I don't have a lifelong stake with Batman and Superman. They weren't my favorites. And I, I guess if you do, then this is epic. And, and it was epic. It's a lot of reviewers have called it operatic. And it very much is. It is big. It is bold. It is... Um, it's, it's not perfect, but it's really good. Um, I don't know that I, I think I might watch the Joss Whedon version one more time to go back and compare. I meant to watch it before this. And I, to be perfectly honest, have absolutely no interest in going back to it now. Um, I'm glad I bought that cool steel book with the 4K in it. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll get the new version because I will watch this more than once. There, look for, there is kind of a a vision that happens uh, to Cyborg in the middle of the movie that plays out in the epilogue. Um, pay attention. This is not a dumb comic book movie that's over in an hour and a half. There is a lot of things dropped uh, into it that come up later that re reference the other movies that go back to things that were said and done. Um, they do some classic voiceovers like they did in the old Superman, except this time you've got uh, 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 Kevin Costner and uh, Gladiator. <laughs> and it it all is, is, is a beautiful movie. It's a really well-done superhero movie. It, it is by far one of the best DC movies. I'm glad they were able to do it. But again, I'm reviewing it not as a movie I would see at the movie theater, because at the movie theater, I would complain about the length and the, the tacked onness of some of the stuff in the epilogue and some of the other scenes that we really didn't need to go into. If you, if you cut the character that we... I don't want to get into spoilers. They're all over the place. But uh, the actor Henry Lennox, uh, the character he plays... There's really only two major scenes in the movie that he's in, and they could have been cut out and it wouldn't make any difference, except for laying the seeds for movies and video and stuff to come. All that being said, I hope Zack Snyder is not... He says he's done. He says he's finally closed the chapter on this part of his life. He's going to go do other things. But he's laid the groundwork that if DC follows this path, I think they it would 
work well for them. <laughs> um, I also like the idea of doing different things. I'm glad Marvel uh, finally got the rights back to all their TV stuff and started making their own TV shows. Uh, WandaVision is something different, an experiment that worked. Um, and now the the Falcon and the Snowman is what I keep wanting to call it. But you know what I mean. The new Disney Plus series, uh, Winter Soldier, uh, is something different as well. It's, it's a more dramatic action oriented series not a brain twisty series like like uh wandavision was and loki will be something different as well so i I like that i like that that both sides of the comic book aisle and yes i know there are other comic book companies than the two major ones but dc after this needs to look at this and kind of reorganize themselves and we have a supposedly really cool um james gunn suicide squad on the way excited and there's a new batman coming and not to get into any spoilers but um zach snyder today posted things that he did envision a second movie coming after this and it would be the end up with a new batman coming out of it so you know maybe he can do a a between bookend movie that kind of ties this to the upcoming the batman that's coming out uh, whenever it's coming out thanks to COVID. Um, All in all, if you're a casual fan of comic book movies and you have HBO Max, then why the hell would you not watch it? Uh, You can break it up into pieces. You'll know it'll remember where you left off. You don't have to watch all four hours in one sitting. Do it. Um, If you're a DC fan, you need to watch it immediately. I would even get a subscription for this. Um, They're not doing a trial. Uh, Obviously, they want subscriptions. Um, But Godzilla is coming in two weeks. So there's that. That's the way I was looking at it. Um, You know, I'll pay for a month and I at least get to see two movies. But I do want to watch the latest season of Westworld and the latest season of Warrior and things like that. So it's nice to have. Um, Thank you, Chris. But. So if you're not a fan of comic book movies and you're just looking for something to watch, well, you could watch a lot worse in the DC universe. I liked it better than Wonder Woman. I liked it better than Suicide Squad. I liked it better than Batman versus Superman. You know, I, I think this is great. I think, uh, yeah. <laughs> when it was over, I was like, this is great. Uh, my nitpicks are small. It's worth watching. And the fact that it exists, the fact that Zack Snyder got to finish it and he's happy with it. Uh, Directors, that doesn't happen. And he was able to finish it with no constraints, obviously. It's four hours freaking long. Um, Had there been constraints, it would have probably been three. And then it could have been released theatrically. It would be interesting to see this cut down and released in a... If you remember back in the day, that happened a few times with some classic movies. They would release an alternate version in theaters. With Jaws and Saturday Night Fever, there was a PG-13 version uh, So because they wanted more box office. There's been director's cuts that have been released back into theaters, uh, Blade Runner and such. It would be interesting uh, to see a Zack Snyder's Justice League theatrical version, I think, and take out some of the... the, the didn't really feel like there was a whole filler. This feels like a complete story. I'm glad they got to make it. I would watch it if I were you. Um, there you go. I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. This is a little long. Sorry about that. Um, it's four hours long. It's it's really well done. The effects are good. I love the bad guys. I was very happy that I, I get the whole Steppenwolf, uh, Steppenwolf Darkseed thing now. Um, 
enjoyed that part of it. That that made it a complete movie to me because you can't have a whole bunch of good guys and spend all your time with them and then spend no time with the bad guys and then we have to worry about them at the end. No, we, it's not quite Thanos-level world-building, but they were good bad guys. It real that really that was the icing on the cake that made this a much better watch for me. So check it out. It's on HBO Max and if you have to subscribe, it's 15 bucks, you know, you'd pay that much to see it in the theater, right? There you go. I'm Scott Hamilton, my website is therockfile.com. Please check it out for links to my other goodies. Share, like and subscribe. And thank you so much for listening. And post any comments you have if you have uh, interesting things to say about it. Might come back and do a spoiler thing. I do plan to watch this again at some point. I have a stack of things to watch now. Um, So revisiting four hours of the Zack Snyder Cup probably won't happen tomorrow. But in the next few weeks, perhaps, um, I might give it another whirl because it was highly entertaining. Thank you. Have a spectacular day. Mm